0: I'm Jay, and uh, I get to be your leader once again. How about that? Yay. So today we're going to do a little review on uh, the relentless and ruthless elimination of hurry. So as we're thinking about um, the um, coming season, how many people feel stressed? Stressed. (laughs) And why? So... And what you would do to try and bring that stress down. So around your tables for just a few minutes before we get started, I'd like you to just take a few minutes and talk about how you're feeling, what stress level you're at, one through ten, and what you might do to try and eliminate that stress over the next few weeks. Okay, go. Go. So with all the conversation and everything, I think you probably all talked that all out pretty good. Now, is your stress level down from the 10 that it was when you walked in the door? No. (laughs) No, it's not. Well, maybe let's let's pray. Let's pray and see if we can uh, ask God to come into our lives and to kind of dampen that for us. Gracious Holy Father, you are so good. And you've given us this bright, sunny day uh, that we can uh, just bask in your glory with it. Father, as we uh, think about the study over the last uh, 12 weeks, we just uh, really want to uh, thank you. Thank you for the gifts uh, that you have uh, given us through uh, thinking about these things that keep us away from you, whether it's stress, whether it's just being in the hurry of life, whether it's uh, trying to find just quiet time with you. Father, we pray that uh, we work on these things, that we bring these things uh, to the table of your grace, and dear Father, please be with those that are traveling, especially our band members from Jenison as they travel to New York. Uh, be with them, the families, their their uh, chaperones, and all that have worked so hard to put this together for them for their for their trip. Uh, And let us remember the reason for the season that is about you and that we give thanks. Thanks to your glory. Amen. Amen. All right. So around your tables, I'd like you to take just a few minutes to talk about the study. What you got out of it. um, What things you learned Uh, What things that kind of uh, made changes to your life as it's been today? Uh, Have you been encouraged by the study? Uh, Have you uh, been challenged by the study and what those challenges were? So if you take a few minutes to just talk about that, um, and then we'll get back to it, and then we'll take about the next seven minutes to do that, okay? Go. <laughs> so, uh, one of the things that I heard as I walked around the tables was is that sometimes um, we work at it, but then we get into a situation, and then the next thing you know, we fall back into our old ways. That was one of the things. The other thing I heard around the table was is that sometimes uh, our intentions are good, right? But then uh, something gets in the way and we just keep going in our old ways. So one of the things that I wanted to ask was when we think of uh, the busyness of our lives, there's healthy busy- busyness and there's unhealthy business- busyness. What would be unhealthy busyness? What would be unhealthy busyness, in your opinion? Unhealthy busyness with just trying to be busy while you're playing with your phone. Just taking up time doing that, yep. <laughs> yeah. So that hour between the news and uh, uh regular programming is a time that sometimes we try to fill, so we watch "Jeopardy and Wheel," right?. <laughs> instead of doing something constructive. What else? What's something that's really unhealthy busyness? Overwork. 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 How many people have had the feeling that you are a workaholic? A workaholic. I was a workaholic. Uh, yeah, well, I was, because I'm retired now, and I'm still kind of working. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, workaholic, that's a bad one. can cause all kinds of problems, not only with our personal health, but then family and friends and things like that. What's healthy busyness? What's your jeopardy? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> What's healthy business? Helping your neighbor. Helping your neighbor. Okay, great. Make, making phone calls to people. Making phone calls, catching up, checking on people, seeing how they're doing. Yeah. Good, great. That's a good one. Good use of the phone, too, by the way, yeah. <laughs> instead of the other way. Yep. Volunteering for some of the outreach programs, such as the food truck. Okay. Yep, outreach, community outreach. How many people volunteer in some capacity one way or another? Oh, wow. Fantastic. Great. How many people volunteer outside of this church? Great. Perfect. Wonderful. Okay. So uh, we talk about the hurried sickness. um, And down at the bottom of your page, it says, uh, Pastor Connor invites us to embrace spiritual habits, practices that help to shape and form us in Christ's likeness, creating a life that is more pleasant and available to God to others. Those four practices are, what are the four practices that we went through? Don't look at the back of the page. (laughs) What are the four practices that we talked about? This is a test. You can't <laughs> unhealthy businesses. You can't remember what the four practices were. What were the four practices? Shoot them out, one at a time. Pardon? Simplicity. Slowing. Silence and solitude. And what was the fourth one? What? Sabbath. Sabbath. Correct. Those were the four, and that's what we're going to talk about here just a little bit. Uh, we're going to just kind of review each one of those. So uh, when you think of silence and Sabbath, solitude, what kind of silence for you is the hardest to find? What one step you can take to move toward a life more sil- of silence, both mental and external. Remember we talked about there's mental silence and external silence, and what's the difference between the two? What is, why is silence a good thing? So around your tables for the next five minutes, take a moment and just walk through those and just talk about how you have worked a place where you can be find silence and solitude and how has that worked out for you looking at those three questions okay I want to bring you back I want to bring you back um, so How many people have struggled with just trying to find time out of your busy day to just take and find a place where you can just relax and be in silence? How many people have been able to do that? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so the majority of us are still struggling. with. I struggle with it. I have. uh, I was talking over here with myself um, during the summer months. um, Yeah, I talk to myself all the time. By the way, Um, during the summer months, uh, it was because we were away. We were camping. There wasn't TV that much, and so in the morning I get up and I go out, get make coffee, go outside, sit and i'd uh, read um, and i read a lot during the summer and it was usually in the morning Um, and then when karen got up and the dog got up and then things started to take off um, you know i went back into the my regular mode but i did have time i am struggling with that right now because i when we first started talking about this in the book I actually did it one day. <laughs> I actually got up in the morning, didn't turn the TV on, made the coffee, sat in my chair, and uh, read. And that was the only day I did it. And I struggled with that. I still struggle with that. Now I have quiet time in my office where I prep for different things that I have to do, um, but it's not the same. It's not the same to me. I'm longing for that time that I had this summer when I was just outside reading and doing that. So um, that's one of my, I have to admit that that's been my struggle. Anybody else going through that kind of thing, just working at it, trying it? It's in the back of your mind. This program has brought these things to light in our lives that some of the things we could change or do, and yet we don't do them. Anybody struggling with those? Yeah? Yeah, so we, it's difficult. Um, And I think that's one of the things that um, John has kind of brought out uh, in us is that it's not easy. We have to take little steps um, and just work at it as best we can and keep working at it. I think that's one of the things that um, we have to do. Um, Yeah. (laughs) establish these kinds <laughs> of habits. When you're younger seems to me we wouldn't have to talk about this when we're adults. you don't already have the habit. Right. That's a good point. I have no idea. Um but um I know that um if I, I look at my kids um from way back, uh we just didn't have You know, bringing him up was just bringing him up. It was a a crazy time. Um, And I know I see my grandkids. They're just all over the place. And I know they don't don't take a lot of time to just have silence. (laughs) <laughs> was that because when you didn't have anything to do you got in trouble? <laughs> oh. Uh uh-huh. before you get trouble, then I'll find something for you Okay, so she was being preemptive. Right. Sitting around, just sitting there. You know, they weren't reading or doing something. I would create something to do. You know, if it was cutting a scissors, and at that time, I didn't mean, think <laughs> <laughs> How many people have kids right now at home? Okay. what are your kids doing? Huh? phone so they're sitting and they're not doing anything right they're not actively doing anything but they're sitting and they're on their phone is that a good thing or a bad thing Yeah, she keeps herself. She keeps herself busy, but it's it's doing that kind of thing. Plus all her school activities, and she's still doing quite well. Well, that's that's. You can have the degree today. <sighs> yeah, how many people when the kids come over take the phones? To your house. I mean, if you, for instance, if you're older like we are, and we have a, a family thing which we're having this Thursday at our house, do you collect the phones when they come in the door? We tried that once. It didn't work very <laughs> <laughs> If I remember right, that was a rebellion. They, it was a food fight afterwards, right? <laughs> All right, yeah, yes. I have a friend who had 14 grandchildren, and this was about 10 years ago. She had a basket in the kitchen right by the back door. And the rule was, when the grandkids came over, the phone went in the basket, and when they left they could take it phone. And I said, did it work? She said, not the first time, but we came at it. And it, got and it finally worked. Uh, once they, they know they got so they knew that when they came through the door they just popped the phone out and oh great that went, went over really well you can't imagine uh, Okay, so the second, uh, the second thing that we looked at was Sabbath. And what did we talk about Sabbath? What, what was the main point that came out in Sabbath that John kind of talked about? It was made for man. Hmm? It was made for man, the Sabbath. Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah. Did everybody hear that? What did John say? It was made for man. It was made for man. The Lord. Yeah, versus the Lord. Okay. What did he say about um, the rest of Sabbath? The rest of Sabbath. What did he talk about there? Present with each other, being present in in ourselves. So, as those three questions, we look at for you to describe the difference between day off and the Sabbath. What's the difference between a day off and the Sabbath? Taking a day off and the Sabbath. Like being with family. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And not right. being distracted, you know, like putting your phones in the back door, you know, or something like that. You're giving up all these distractions to be in the Right. So the, it's, it's a little different when we take a day off, or we take a day off and usually we plan what we're going to do for that day off, right? So it's pre planned activity. So whether we're going to the zoo, whether we're taking a trip, whether we're we're planning to uh, paint or do whatever around the house, there's an activity planned to that day off. We hardly ever take a day off where we just don't do anything. Has anybody ever taken a day off and just did nothing? (laughs) Except when you're sick. (laughs) Oh uh, that's a good one, yes. When you're sick. So a prominent Jewish thought is to work from our rest, Okay, to work from our rest, rather than rest from our work. How could that way of thinking and you and your practice of Sabbath? How could that way of thinking aid your present practice of Sabbath? to work from our rest rather than rest from our work what's the difference to work from our rest or to rest from our work yes It's an intent... Yes. It's a it's, we're putting this on, we're prioritizing the spot. Mm-hmm. Okay, did everybody hear that? That was it's we make an intentional uh a day to be in the Sabbath. Right? Pastor Connor suggested the practice of pleasure-seeking, doing things on the Sabbath that bring us deep, throbbing joy. Share your list of stocked pleasures with your table. Okay, so um, that last question, talk about the things that you may have been doing since we did the study that are the things that you've tried to put into practice at home, Uh, on the Sabbath what were some of the things that you found that helped with that whether it was you know having time just to sit and relax and read the Bible or maybe it was uh, time that you had with family a special time that you put into practice just to be uh, that way what might that have been Talk about that for a few minutes. Okay. I'm going to cut that one a little short um, because I want to get to the next one. Okay. Simplicity. We talked about simplicity. What's the... what was he talking about when we bring up the word simplicity? What are we asking ourselves to do? When we th- huh? When we think of simplicity, when John talked about simplicity, what is he asking us to do? Huh? Get rid of the clutter. Simplify our lives. That's one way. What's another way? To simplify our lives, buy less. huh? Buy less. Get rid of what you have and buy less. Don't go out and replace it right away. What's another thing? What's another way we can simplify our lives? What? Say no. Learn how to say no a little bit more. How many people are ones that just, when something comes up, you're the first to volunteer? Huh? It's easy to do. Here's, in the book, there's uh, several different ones. Before you buy something, ask yourself what it is what is the true cost of this item? What's he mean by the true cost of this item? When you, when you buy something new, ask yourself, what is the true cost of this item? What is it? What? Huh? You gotta maintain it. You so, gotta maintain it. So there's cost involved even after you get it. What else? Time that what? Time it takes to do whatever it is you bought. Like mow the lawn. Buy a new lawn mower. Now I got to mow the lawn. Get rid of the lawnmower. (laughs) mower. Buy a goat. (coughs) But then you got to feed it, right? (laughs) Okay, Okay, the second one is before you buy, ask yourself, by buying this, am I... uh, Oppressing the poor or harming the earth—that was a question he said that we might want to ask ourselves. Another one: How many people impulse buy? How many people are impulse buyers? Yeah, come on! Don't if you're. (laughs) Got a science project. That's right, impulse buying. I was a huge impulse buyer at one time. <laughs> Big time. When you buy, opt for fewer better things. When you buy, opt for fewer or better things. When you can, share. When you can, share or borrow. You know, I was talking to somebody. Where was I? I can't remember where I was. But anyway, I was talking to somebody and they were telling me that here at Georgetown Library you can t- check out equipment. Did anybody know that? Huh? Yes, they do. You can they have sports equipment, all kinds of I heard they had even yard equipment there that you could just check out instead of going out like um you know, if you needed something that you didn't have that you needed to do and you only use it once, maybe every season, you go over there and just check it out. Otherwise, uh, I know that uh, there are different rental places just close by that are good for that kind of thing. Um, that hit me. I, I thought that was a great idea. Uh, yep. Yeah, and they center a book and get sent out doing wall card. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. We we've used that ourselves. Um, just to go over to Love, Inc. and get something that's for someone temporarily that needs it. They have all kinds of stuff over there. All kinds of health aids. Um, Number six, get into the habit of giving things away. Okay, how many people have gone through their stuff and started to give it away? Huh? Yesterday? Really? Cool. Are you going to go buy another one? You're not? Cool. Poor John. <laughs> and then you gave it to somebody. <laughs> uh, I probably have... I have at least three boxes of fishing tackle that I haven't used in probably ten years. <laughs> at least. They're just in... They're in store. They're right there. Yep. Okay. But I think that's one of the biggest things that we've gotten out of this program, at least for myself, is I'm starting to think about getting rid of things. Right? How many items did you say you had? 3,000? 300,000 things that you could probably get away with. I think that's a little high. I counted, I think in my garage and loan, I counted about 70 items that just... I have three tents. Three tents. Why do I need three tents? You know, I just bought another one not too long ago. So, okay. Well, listen, uh, we're out of time. But uh, I hope and I pray that um, you got a lot of really good things out of this. At least things that um, you can... Put into practice things that, um, as you go over the next three months, and I know the next month and a half is going to be crazy busy, but just take some time to think about these things so that you can connect deeper and better with our Heavenly Father. And that's what it's all about, is to get our lives so that we're not as hurried as we are Um, We know that Jesus was always busy, but then, too, he was always at rest, and he took the time to be close to his father. So with that, uh, have a great Sunday.